Welcome to Episodes in Troubled Thinking, a podcast that explores the inside-out nature of life and how our thinking often gets us in trouble. This podcast is a collaboration between two transformative coaches, yours truly, Antti Vanhanen from Finland and Steve M. Nash from the UK. On this podcast, we take turns coaching each other on various topics and occasionally we'll discuss broader topics about being human. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Antti and Steve. Welcome to another episode of Episodes in Troubled Thinking. I'm joined by my co-host and uh, massively handsome man, Steve M. Nash. How are you, Steve? <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I am fine. I didn't realize I was a massively handsome man, but thank you very much, Shanti, for telling yeah, me that. As opposed to you have like, you know, I have, I have um, I'm, I'm, you know, quite bald and I have blonde hair and you have like um, long black Hair, so you know, for, from my perspective, you have everything that I don't, so that must be handsome. Wow, wow, uh, very creative conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and we are talking about creativity, it seems. Is that right, Auntie? Uh, yeah, I, I think um, what I'd like to do is uh, have a discussion today about um, about coaching and not just coaching from from how it's often sees like um as a cure for or a fix for problems and ah. and states but but rather how we can use coaching to uh you know explore things that we'd like to do or achieve um dreams we'd like to come true roads we'd like to build to new places that kind of thing and uh and, and obviously it's uh, like you know it's a creativity is a, is a is a key component of that so so that's something that uh, I felt that we could talk about today. How does that sound to you? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm interested. I don't know what I'm going to say about this subject, actually. <laughs> so I'm, I am curious. And generally, when I coach people right now, it seems to be my clients seem to be in a, in anxiety and not not okay with themselves mm. and a distress. And it's 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 my focus seems to be on helping them see the okayness of who they are sure versus from being versus creating being, being more creative so. yeah and and i mean uh, i understand that i think that's incredibly valuable and i and i that's a big part of what i do as well um and i think that's kind of when when somebody comes to you and, and if they're having these kind of problems you can't just say like well let's just forget about that and let's start dreaming big right it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it's not necessarily the most useful conversation to have in that moment. But how I'm seeing it more and more is that when when somebody kind of starts to see that um, they are the creators of their own experience, um, and and they really don't have control over that creation very much. It's it just it is what it is, uh, and. And that kind of then starts to help them like, oh, you know, like, you know, I don't actually suffer from stress or depression. And and they start to, you know, just embrace the, the all of their experience and, and kind of their problems start to go away. A lot of times uh, it's easy to kind of think that, well, that's the end of the, the coaching. But to me, actually, that's when the, the really good good part is only like ready to begin you've kind of like now built a foundation and now you can now you can build something really great on top of that and um, and I think that's something that 
uh, I'm seeing more and more uh, in my own practice now, and it's a it's a direction that uh, I'm very keen to explore. So hence this conversation. So you're almost um, wanting to be curious about the person you're talking with and what what else. You know, you 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 are distressed. Okay, I get that. But what what else? What yeah, else, mate? What, what what you know? Like almost asking them to sort of dare to inquire within to see what what would you really like? Yeah, yeah, uh, and and you know, like obviously you have to help them out of that um, kind of state of stress or anxiety or fear or an insecurity or whatever it might be, and then when they kind of have overcome that or realized that you know it was just imaginary anyways then at that point you can start like well now that you kind of realize that your experience is made up but that's ultimately all you have your is your experience so what would you like to do with that if, if everything's a game if life is this big game where you just get to experience things and do things that just seem like fun and good ideas then what do you really want to do with your life you want to take your career to a new place? Would you like to do a complete transformation of your, um, you know, your home or whatever it might be? Like we explore that, and then we see that how they might be able to to um, tap into the understanding that you know they're kind of creating all of it and all these limitations that we that we think we have. They're really not as hard and and solid as we think they are. And once we see that, then what happens? So it's it's kind of expanding yourself uh, to to living life perhaps more fully and 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 really get, getting out there and playing on a on a higher level, I suppose. How how has have you actually started doing this as a coach, or how's this yeah, been playing out? I've started doing this with a with a couple of clients, and uh, I think it's been it's been really wonderful because I think first of all. It's, it's, uh, it's a different conversation when we're kind of talking about our, our problems and our feelings and, and, and when we're talking about something that really excites us, that, that we dream about or we just think like, oh, that would be so cool. And uh, it's, a, it's a very different ex- uh, conversation that you have. And you, you end up doing a lot of... Because um, obviously it's about whatever the, the the person wants so it's not like oh you want this but then you should have this as well i don't i don't i don't get to say that and i don't want to say that because it's it's ultimately it's their creation my job is just to um help them see it more clearly and then i try to see it more clearly like through their eyes like what are they trying to achieve and 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 what might be the the um, the blockages or the limitations or or barriers that they might have to, to making it happen and ultimately all those barriers are are thought in some form and and the more they see that you know like each barrier one by one is just a thought they you know more energy is is released and and they're able to do things and take on bigger challenges and and I think it's I think it's been in, wonderful because in, in some ways it's it's a little bit scary because you're going into you're exploring the unknown because you're trying things you've never tried before so he's like how is this going to work i have we have no no sense of reference that we can go fall back on and say like oh when when i do this this usually happens so 
there's a little bit of that kind of um, um, emotion there, like a thought that, oh, what, what's, what are we doing? Like, are we going too far? Uh, and then at the same time, it's, it's incredibly liberating because we're exploring something new, something that really gets the person's juices flowing. So, so I've, I've really been enjoying it. And uh, yeah, I think it's a wonderful direction to go. Are you? Um, I'm curious. Are you? Is this um, a practical conversation? Is it? Is it some steps to take? A first step to take, or is it exploring why you might not have? Why you might not have allowed yourself to think that you might be able to achieve this for yourself, or is it yeah. like a hypothetical or a practical? I I think it's. Well, the more the more real we can we can make it so that the person really sees that hey why not try this um you know like um hey i can i can hit the ball with my backhand too you know like in if you don't always hit it with your forehand and and it just opens new, and and when they see it like oh that could be possible and there really wouldn't be there's really not that much at stake if i if i tried it the the more they just see that then sooner or later they'll they'll take the first step, and sometimes you have to kind of encourage a little bit to take the first step. But uh, I don't go in there like, oh, you must take the first step, or or or, or nothing will happen because not taking the first step it's still just uh, you know the only thing that prevents us from from not doing it is is a thought. So the more yeah. they see that you know it's 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 an imaginary thing that's holding them back from taking that first step, rather than just force them to take the first step, it's just helping them see that. There's, there's nothing stopping you. If you want to take the first step, you'll take the first step. If you don't want to take it, you don't take it. Let's keep exploring. Yeah. Now, I had a client um, talking about... She wanted to create an, an online course um, for career coaches. And she had some sort of health issues. And so there was a sort of she was sort of trying to create something and trying to think about all, how it would all be and like, trying to solve all the problems in the future right now before she started, but also had um, an energy problem. So would would sort of put some energy into it and then her energy would run out because she's got this health issue. And, and I mm. kind of came up with, I came up with like um, a strategy or an intervention, a playful one just to see how it would go of like sort of giving herself a, a day to do it a day on, then a day off. A day to, to to relax from creating the course and to relax from all the thoughts that she had. And it was just it was just like a playful it was it it was just a playful way of getting her to yeah, to do something or to not do something and just just kind of meet herself, meet her like if she starts creating this course that she's that will serve people and will be useful and then some thoughts come that mm. tell her that you can't do it or you're doing it wrong just to you know all right that's fa those thoughts are interesting aren't they and so it's like we we can what i'm kind of noticing in myself is i can kind of be a little bit inert and not very creative and have lots of thoughts that some might trouble me, some might not. Or I can be out there creating and challenging myself and pushing myself out of my comfort zone and the thoughts might come. You know, whatever, whether I'm being passive or I'm being creative, there's always thoughts. Yes, absolutely. So why not, you know, the, this client also wanted to know a little bit more about 
I think she wanted to understand the three principles more and consciousness and, and how, how does this work and how does that work? And, and I kind of just suggested, well, why don't you kind of create, just create and you'll mm. see, you'll see how it, you'll see the three principles. You don't, it's not like you don't, you don't need to study them sort of um, yeah, offline. You can actually yeah. study them in life. Yeah, I like that. That's really good. And how did that work for you? That experiment. Uh, yes, it, it was. It was well. It just occurred to me. So I mean, I don't like these. Uh, I don't. I call it an intervention. Like, uh, try that. Try try this because it, it might be useful and maybe it will be something you do forever, or maybe you'll do it for a few days and then you'll stop doing it. And in fact, she she did it for a few days, and then. She was kind of relaxed on the days off and she was kind of doing stuff on the days on. And in the end, she stopped doing it and she was kind of agitated on her days off and relaxed on the days on. And she could kind of see that it didn't really matter whether she was creating or relaxing. She got, she got agitated or, or she didn't get agitated, mm, irrespective. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it was just, it didn't really matter what she was doing. Either she had a nice thought or she didn't have a nice thought or she was at ease with herself, or she wasn't, irrespective. And I think that was that was useful for her to see. And me, and me as yeah, well. Yeah, that that's great. And, and what occurred to me then is that, you know, you, you kind of mentioned it as, a, as an intervention, and I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with them. Because sometimes a person is just stuck, or, or they can't see something, and you just need to give them something. And, and maybe that will dislodge whatever it is that's that's blocking them from uh, seeing whatever they need to see and sometimes that can be really useful that I've heard for example some great coaches um, they've uh, they've given their uh, clients some some challenges for example I remember this one lady she once uh, uh, told me that she had a client who who claimed that he was in complete control of himself that you know he had control right. and she challenged them to have a have a ball movement at the same time every single day for a week <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you know it's obviously not like something that you'd, you'd recommend to to everyone it just in that moment that seemed to be something that she thought that may you know this will help him see um that you know whatever he needed to see in his case it was like um that he doesn't have control or in your case the example that you you had that you helped her see that um, you know whether she was doing something or or, or not, it, it didn't actually it wasn't actually the cause of her feelings. Yeah. So in that sense, it it can be really useful. These sort of kind of um, here's what I want you to try for the next week. You know, it might be something that like really simple, and 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 sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. And uh, I don't think there's necessarily um, you can say that they're they're all bad or or they'll they're all good it just you know they're they're ideas well yes i i kind of consider it as like an experiment play yeah. with it try it out as an experiment do the opposite just be curious what do you see be notice T don't take my word for it or anybody's word for it this don't this kind of works when you see it for yourself and the more that you see the truth that the three principles point to yeah. The more liberated you are, the more creative you are, the more however you're feeling isn't important. But you have to see it for yourself. There comes a point when listening to other people say how it is, it only takes you so yeah. far. 
you have to see it for yourself yeah. and that's an encouragement to, to to try and see it for yourself this this brings up a little bit of a of a segue but um something that you said just just like uh just caused a little pop in my head and we always talk about not just us but almost everybody always talks about you just need to be more curious mm. and i've kind of i realized this maybe i don't know four years ago five years ago that you can't be curious and afraid at the same time that that they're kind of they're kind of um mm. they're on that same scale and you can either be afraid or you can be curious but you can't really be both at the same time because because curiosity is about opening and expanding and exploring and and fear is about uh recoiling and and turning away and and avoiding and hiding and this kind of thing so they're it's like they're one is hot water and one is cold water you can't if you put them in in a bowl you're not going to have hot and cold you're going to just have one temperature and that's what the water will be so my question is why do you think people struggle to be or or, why, why can't people be curious all the time are you asking me a question? You're asking me that yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't. What's your take on that? Because I don't necessarily. I mean, I have some, some kind of like directions where I'd probably start looking, but I just, you know, I don't have an answer off the top of my head. So I just thought I'd just throw it out there and see what happens. Well, I, um, I have two quotes which I might share with you. I would say the answer to that. Well, here's the, here's quote number one. Creativity requires the courage to let go of certainties. So. Curiosity means you don't know what something is. Fear means you think you do. I know what this means. I know what this feeling means. Oh, I failed again. Oh, I'm not good enough. We mm. come up with a meaning and it's not true. And we, we don't explore it anymore. Um, I think, you know, like a baby is curious. A dog on a walk is curious smelling everything i i i'm a little bit curious i look at the trees i see the birds flying i see the sky i'm living in west yorkshire it's kind of overcast i've been here i know i've lived here for 20 odd years 30 years i know what west yorkshire feels like but if i'm an african man coming here this place is fascinating wow it's just got, it's got the air smells a certain way and you know that it, it, it's kind of dark at a certain time and I'm fascinated but here me I know I know what it all means I don't need to I know what it means I know this I know so why do I need to be curious I know what I'm gonna find I like that um, I think it's great uh, kind of did I answer I, your question because I think I yeah. forgot what the question was yeah why aren't we curious more often or, or <laughs> let alone all the time but I, I like that it's kind of um what i heard you say then is that fear means that we put a label on something and and, and we know what it is and we don't want to deal with it and or there's nothing more to see and uh curiosity is that well we don't really have a label for this and so we don't understand it fully enough that we want to explore more would that be Somewhat accurate of, of uh, yes, I think it would. I think we, you know, we, we we give things meaning. We give our experience meaning, and some of that ex- some of that um, meaning is quote positive, and some of it's negative. And yeah. but it's but it's just made up. Yeah, it's still made up. I made it up. So if I decide now that I'm just going to be totally curious um, about things, everything that comes, 
Why can't I stay in that mode? Um, I think you mentioned, if you're still asking me a question, I think you yeah. you mentioned with the the woman coach and the not being in control, the man that wasn't in control. Um, you're not in control. You're not in mm. control of your thoughts. You're not in control of whether you'll be curious of them or not. Um, not in control of how aware you are. Or, or, you know, there's... There's, you you can't basically you yeah. can't do it. I I think that's uh ex I, th I agree with you. I think uh, that's kind of the way I just phrase it is that because curiosity is a state of mind, right? It's like when we're in a good state of mind, then we're more likely to be curious and open and loving and um and just accepting of things the way they are. Uh, and when we're not in that state of mind, and that state of mind is you know we know it's. It's it's just like an energy that's that's ebbing and flowing that we really don't have any say over, and and I think that's the thing that you might be in a great just like you can be in a great mood, and then all of a sudden you just realize that you're annoyed or irritated or all of a sudden you feel a little bit insecure and you're like where did that come from? Yeah, uh, you know was I not vigilant of my thoughts? It's like no, we just we don't have a choice in that, and I think it's probably the same thing with curiosity that we can be curious and. And then, you know, just a shift in our thinking uh, happens. And then all of a sudden, we are no longer curious, nor do we want to be curious. It's like the last thing we want to be in that state. I guess if you know that you're living in the feeling of your thinking, if you know that, that that's a fact, and if you, can't, if you know that you're okay, whatever experience you have, Mm. then it seems that you end up being more curious as a yeah. as a consequence of that kind of knowing. Um, and if you don't know that at all, then you probably won't be curious at all. You'll just accept. You'll come to really quick conclusions. Oh, they haven't replied to my text message. They must hate me. Some, they've, they've been killed. Um, you know, I've got no friends. Fact. No curiosity. Yeah. Just make, make something happens. Boom. Uh, if somebody says no, they rejected me. I'm ugly. I'm no good as a coach. I don't get it. No, no curiosity, but no sense that no. I, I've forgotten that how I'm creating my experience, mm. and I'm forgot. I've forgotten that I'm okay. Whatever I experience, I'm okay. Whether I sign clients, I don't sign clients. I'm okay. I've forgotten. Yeah, and and somehow that forgetting means. Somehow, there's a fearfulness, a fearful energy occurs. I, 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 I close down, I get small, I'm frightened. Yeah, exactly. Gary Kramer had um, uh, a tweet that I saw this morning, and he wrote, and I think this kind of relates to this, that, and here's the tweet. Because they're a symptom of your mood, not a cause, problems can't be solved. Allow your mood to change and problems solve themselves. And I think that's, um, that's a really wonderful way of looking at it, that the, the, the problems are the result of our, of our mood, just like you know, fear or uh, you know, insecurity or, or lack of curiosity is. And I suppose this is kind of like a nice way to kind of circle back to 
what we were talking about um, what we're talking about in this podcast is that when we help somebody to realize that they're not actually the 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 problems isn't the problem isn't real and even if it is you know you're not you don't have to solve the you can't solve the problem from the thinking that that created it then you kind of get help people see that all they need to do is allow their mood to change on its own when it's good and ready to do so and then from that perspective you know the, the problems don't seem so big you know the the mount, the mountain has retreated back into the molehill yeah. and we can then start looking forward at well what would we like to do now that there is no problem no fire to put out then well, what would we like to do with our time and energy like what would be fun what would be what would be amazing yeah that is a lovely um a lovely inquiry indeed and it, and it occurs to them because they're not looking at their their mood swings and thinking that they have to do something about it so yeah the pro yes the, as you called it their problem they, they they have fewer problems they had a lot of problems and now they have a lot fewer and because they've got fewer problems there's more space for something else yeah can you um can you share that tweet again because just in case i didn't i heard it but i didn't hear it and it was useful yeah let me let me um let me find it. Because they're a symptom of your mood, not a cause, problems can't be solved. Allow your mood to change and problems solve themselves. And it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, like I was talking about be more curious and Garrett's saying, allow your mood to change. And you're saying, or we're all saying, we're not in control and so you could say well how do you allow your mood to change well i think that's it that you allow it to happen when it when it just happens that you know it's uh um i think the whole illusion of of, of personal control and and personal responsibility is responsible for almost all human suffering that mm. we think that we're in control of what we think mm. And and we're really not because thoughts occur to us. And I've done this uh, thought experiment with uh, several clients um, over the last couple of months. And I've, I've you know we we've, we've gone through the scenario where I asked them that. Well, imagine that you're um, sitting on the couch and you're watching a movie, and all of a sudden this thought occurs to you that you know it would be fun to go to a concert this weekend. So you know I ask them, did you choose to have that thought that you you know maybe want to go to a concert and and usually they go like well well no and and it's and it's obvious because in order to choose to have that thought you would have had to need a, a preceding thought to want to choose to have that thought do you know what i mean yes. and so then you know then another thought occurs to you like well should i you know pause the movie now and and look it up online right now or should i finish the movie first and then look it up later and you go like, well, did you choose to have that thought? And and again, the answer is is no, because again, you would have needed to have a preceding thought to choose to have that thought, but we don't. So so it's just thoughts are just constantly occurring to us that we don't really get to choose. That, for example, the intro I did uh, to this podcast where I think I called you massively handsome. Yes, quite. 
I didn't, I didn't choose to have that thought. The only choice I really had, and I think this is the extent of how far free will goes, is that I had, I had a choice whether to listen to that thought or not. And I, in, in, in that case, I chose it like, yeah, that'll be fun. Let's just go with it, right? It seemed like a good idea on some level. And, and I think that's, what, that's all it is. And when we understand that we don't choose our thoughts, and then if mood is kind of, they're the, they're the creation of, of um, a lot of thinking, both conscious and subconscious, then how could we, how could we ever change our moods, right? And I think that for me, it, it's, it's very, on, on, perhaps when you first hear it, it might sound that, well, that's depressing, like we don't have control over anything, like if we're feeling bad, we can't do anything to change it. But to me, it's incredibly liberating because it means that I don't have to do anything about it and I couldn't even if I wanted to. So so it just hands off the off the steering yeah. wheel and, and it will fix itself faster. Yeah, and I think we we are control freaks, a lot of us, and I think we the idea of not having any control well, it either scares us or doesn't make any sense because we're so thinking that we are in control that to not be in control, well, I, I, what does that mean? You know, I can't even imagine, I can't imagine not making decisions. I can't imagine just, oh, I'll do this, oh, I'll do that, not taking things personally, not being involved in the life. Like, you know, I, yeah. we, I can imagine it a little bit, and I've been, been reading uh, Byron Katie's latest book, A Mind at Home with Itself, and mm. she is very much not part of her life, as, as it were, She's kind of living will, uh, without her being involved. She, she got enlightened twenty or thirty years ago, and this is just normal for her. And and it's mm. and I kind of see it, but I'm but but I'm I can feel my ego and my personality made of thinking, getting involved. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's create this. Can't create that because it's, it's beyond my abilities. Uh, mm. Compare, compare, compare. Feel rubbish. I should be doing better. Blah, you know all that. Yeah. Just that constant chatter. Mm. That's the, the 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 involved one. That does that reads about the three principles and and then says, well, how can I make this work for myself? When really it's about you not even being there because you, you you are not needed. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Um, hmm. So I just have a, one more question. Is like you know, you said that you're mostly in the remedial kind of style of, of of coaching, that where you kind of help people be okay with with their feelings and help them kind of, uh, you know, see through the the illusion of of, of suffering, so to speak. Um, so when when usually your your clients you're you're done you know like you help them kind of be okay, is that usually the end of your kind of coaching relationship? At the moment, probably. And 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 um, I wouldn't say that I help them. I I help them see that they're okay. They I'm I'm not sure they fully see it. Right, so you're you're not sure that you've kind of helped them be okay enough. No, I'm not. But then, 
I can only do what I can do because it's kind of uh, you have to see it for yourself and someone's pointing yeah. and pointing and pointing and here's a video here's a here's here's our connection here's here's me here's me saying how I see it or how I don't see it but yeah I, I can't force them to see it mm. so it's like that a little bit it's like that yeah uh, and I don't really choose to have that type of conversation those are the conversations I have at the moment right yeah and I'm sure at some point it will switch automatically for you without you having to necessarily consciously try to do anything about it uh, yes yeah, in the same way that Garrett was Garrett's tweet was speaking about I yes there's no problem there's just there's just this and this will change yeah exactly and I'm, I may well be drawing these types of clients because it's some part of me that isn't okay as well yeah and I, often I'm speaking to a client and it, I find them very sort of humbling experiences because they're kind of opening up and I'm hearing myself speaking when they're speaking and when I when mm. I speak to them about a, a, a kind of way of being with themselves and just allowing just just this none of it's none of it's wrong and you're not broken I I, I sometimes I you know, get upset because I kind of can hear I'm talking to myself hmm that's beautiful well it's slightly off topic but never mind <laughs> yeah, uh, I, have a, I have a question about that actually it's like when when you hear um, a client um, speak and you kind of realize that you, you kind of hear yourself speaking hmm. Uh, is do you do you feel that that helps you kind of relate to the client more, or or do you feel like you kind of um, become too close to their problems to be not as as uh, good at perhaps showing them like uh, or pointing them to clarity? I wouldn't think either of those two options. Usually, when when somebody shows a problem that I have, it, it it helps me see it for my. So I'm helped, I'm helped, and I don't feel bogged down by it because because I, I kind of know that it's not real. So it's not. It's definitely not hindering. So far, um, you know, maybe if I was coaching someone about creating something they've never created before. And I'm also struggling with doing the same thing. I might buy into their excuses. I might see their thinking as being real. I might do, but mm. I don't know. When other people are speaking, I kind of generally can see through the nonsense of it. It's easier to see. Yeah. So it do, it doesn't yeah. doesn't seem to impact me. I, it just humbles me in terms of the human experience and how we're all the same, really. Yeah, uh, the reason I ask is that I particularly when I when I first started coaching, I felt that if somebody had a had a problem that I hadn't kind of I had a kind of very similar problem and they were speaking about it in a way that you know I might have spoken about it, and the obstacles that I had kind of thought were real and they were pointing at those are the same obstacles that are stopping them. Um, sometimes I would find it quite difficult to to not get lost in 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 that kind of their world if you know what yes. i mean and Thinking. it's it's only it's only been when i've been able to see these things for myself uh that 
I've been able to help them. But if if I'm if I'm lost to something and they come, like it's kind of like saying like I'm I'm in an area of town that I don't know and I'm lost, and somebody comes to me and says like, well, you're from here, aren't you? Like like which way is this and this? It I I can't help them, you know, because I'm I'm lost in that same same area, and I can say like, well. I know that you know that way is is north and that you're looking for so it's somewhere that way you know I can kind of that's probably as good as I can do well I, I get you but it's the thing is I think if you were lost actually lost and you was open to being lost and not closed down and thinking I'm a man I should never be lost but actually was open I happen to be lost I think you might say to the person I don't know either shall we look together and then we're back in the coaching conversation so I I don't know if I I don't know I think you could still be curious and say I don't know let's explore it yeah you know let's see because because there's a sort of like presumption that you have to have been there and you have to know what they're talking about and really mm. we've probably just got to be curious absolutely and I think that's a that's a that's a outstanding insight that I'm going to take from this call. Um, so You're yeah, welcome, Anta. That. that was good. You, you can't be massively <laughs> handsome, so you know I've got to give something back. You know. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So I guess we're uh, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Uh, well, since we've come full circle, um, is there is there anything you'd like to to um, say before we wrap this up? No, there isn't. But I think I would like to talk about this again, maybe in a few months' time, when you've had a few more experiences of coaching clients and from this creativity point of view what's possible and maybe even explore yeah. it yourself and maybe i have as well and maybe i don't know i think it might be more in maybe a different conversation i'd like to do it do it again but so right now i'm good i hope it's been of, okay. uh, of some use to anyone that's listening well let, let's hope so we'll uh we'll cross our fingers and um we'll uh We'll we'll do the mandatory sacrifices on the on the altar of uh, public opinion, and uh, hopefully that will be enough. Um, I did like your um, observation of fear versus curiosity. I, that is lovely. I mean, again, you can notice it and do nothing with that, but it's it's interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah, I can be curious, or I can be frightened, and often I'm frightened. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Yeah, it's fascinating. Thank you very much, Ansi. Uh, I've enjoyed talking with you again. Thank you. Yeah, likewise, Steve. And thank you to all our listeners for, for listening. And um, if you do enjoy the show, it would mean a lot to us if you left us a review on iTunes uh, because it helps other people discover this podcast too. So thanks for listening. And uh, we will be back next week with a brand new episode with the massively handsome Stephen Nash. Thank you, Ansi. <laughs> bye bye, bye. thank you for listening to episodes in troubled thinking if you've enjoyed our podcast we would really appreciate it if you took a minute to leave an honest review on iTunes because this will help other listeners discover us as well. We hope you have a great week and we'll be back with a brand new episode next week.